0: Oh, honey, I am so excited and nervous about this episode. Well, you can't really tell. Because of all the Botox we got put into our forehead today? Yeah, we just got Botox put in our head. Erase these lines! <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Joseph! Hi, Ellen Marsh! What?
1: Says it disappeared. The podcast where Joey and I recap our favorite show. IDs disappeared. Honey, it's a good time, even though people disappear. I No, and so did our lines. We really did just go get
0: Botox. We had a day. Honey, I said to that doctor, erase this. Erase (laughs) all of this. Erase 42 years of anxiety off my forehead. I was serving guacamole dip out of
1: the divots in my forehead. (laughs) It wasn't cute. If you want more of me and Joey, you can find us over on our Patreon where you will find all of these episodes ad-free. You will also have our bonus episodes. Right now we are covering, what are we covering? Fry Thy Neighbor. Fry Thy Neighbor. Listen, the Patreon, we call it the Drama Club, is really where we let our hair down. Maybe a little bit too much of our hair
0: down. Maybe a little too much. I think that all of you are going to be on the next episode of Disappeared because I'll have told you too much and I'm going to have to remove you from the planet. You're
1: going to have to buy them all. <laughs> now, I just pretty much know that my mom doesn't listen to Friday Neighbor or listen to the Drama Club, so I pretty much let my hair down. That is where we have all of the fun. You can also get all kinds of special things like First Crack at our merch, which is coming. Ooh. First Crack at our live shows. We also have... Have our close friend circle on Instagram, where we let you in on a little bit more of our backstage secrets. Yeah, so join us there. What else should they know?
0: Also, my nudes leaked oh. on Patreon. Yeah,
1: <laughs> my nudes leaked for another time. <laughs> Season seven, episode three, "Road to Nowhere," tells the story of the disappearance of Bryce Las Pisa.
2: A mysterious road trip through the California desert.
3: He had. His mom and dad's address programmed into his GPS. But something happened. I call his roommate. And Sean says, Bryce never came home last night.
2: And a baffling act of destruction.
4: He was blazing his own trail when he's going down this, through this vegetation. He went off the side of a 25-foot embankment. And a seemingly carefree young man vanishes into thin air. All
3: of Bryce's personal belongings are with the car. So now we're frantic.
2: Leaving investigators puzzling over a case where nothing adds up.
1: All right, everyone. This is a moment you all have been waiting for. I have had more messages about this case over the years than I've had podcast partners. Can I just tell
0: you? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, there was a a three-second delay on that. (laughs) But I just want to... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. I'm nervous about this. This is a lot of pressure. I mean, we may as well be covering Jean-Benoit Ramsey for as invested as people are in the almost 10 years that this poor baby's been missing. Yeah,
1: this is a big case. There's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of conversations happening in the true crime world about this case. People just want to know where he is. Where is he? Where
0: is he? All right,
1: let's find him. We are in August 2013. It is almost Labor Day. And wait, what, what is Labor Day for? I can't. Quite remember. Uh-oh. Do you think they call it Labor Day because that's the day we honor
0: the workers at the Gap?
1: Oh <laughs> my! Right. Thanks, Patricia. I always forget. You an asshole. It always comes back to the Gap. That's so funny.
2: August 2013. Labor Day is around the corner. And 19 year old Bryce Las Pisa just finished his first day as a sophomore at Sierra College in Rockland, California.
1: So we're here, and 19 year old Bryce Las Pisa, a cute little
0: ginger. What a ginger. He's on
1: his first day of his sophomore year at Sierra College in Rockland, California, and Mama Karen is here.
0: Mama Karen Las Pisa tells us that son Bryce had called her and said, Hey, class is going great. I'm enjoying myself. Things are wonderful. And she also tells us a little bit more about Bryce that he was a very talented artist and he was studying both industrial and graphic design and I don't know anything about industrial design I
1: draw like a three-year-old with sticky fingers and an attention problem (laughs) I cannot I truly have no artistic ability so whenever I see anyone who has any quality Lola is an amazing painter I am always in awe but Bryce was also the only child of Mike and Karen more on that later and they lived in Orange County not in the episode they had recently moved from the mid West. They don't talk about that in the episode oh, but they did. Oh, I didn't
0: did know that. Uh-huh. Can you tell them this, specifically the town he lives in in Orange County?
1: Yeah. Do you have something to say about
0: Laguna Niguel? Please welcome to the stage Laguna Niguel because <laughs> Laguna <it's- laughs>
1: Niguel! Not Christopher explains that Bryce is don't say it. Don't say Not Christopher please don't say it. Please don't say it. Yeah,
2: he's gonna say it. Bryce could light up a room with his charisma. Oh! oh
1: for no. fuck's sake. Please! <laughs> Everybody
0: when you walk into a room, dim it Dim the room, dim the lights, dim your energy, just dim it. I would just like to say for the record that I am someone that could suck the energy out of a room and leave you feeling angry, confused, and alone, so you don't want to kidnap me for anyone who was interested. Yeah, could you imagine? (laughs) Sir, (laughs) can we talk about this for a second? (laughs) You don't want to do this. (laughs) Trust me. Trust me. This will be more painful for you than for me in the long run. My voice only gets higher (laughs) from here. Stress really (laughs) takes it up. Thank you for your time! He would talk to both
3: Mike and I about any subject. An open book. We always say that he gets that from his mom because I'm an open book. And uh, it's it was just always very easy.
1: Now listen, I don't want to
3: qualify what I'm going to say for the rest of the episode.
1: I have some feelings on Mama Karen and Papa Mike. Yeah. Okay? I'm going to try and rein it in because they are definitely victims here, but I I have some pins. Okay, let me have it. I don't need to let the They're going to come out naturally. Okay, don't yell at me. But Karen says that he was an open book, which... Uh, my, I don't know so much as an open book. We're going to find out about that later. Yes. But she says that he talked to his parents a lot and I said, okay. <laughs> sure. Did you talk to your parents a lot growing
0: up? Fuck no. Yeah. I Only to argue with them. Yeah. But I didn't tell them shit. I'm also a minister's kid. Wait. Don't. Did you know that? Call over! I don't like your common jokes. <laughs> but I don't want to talk
1: to them about shit. So I I don't know. Some people talk to their friends. I really try and get Lola to talk to me, but who's to say? She's only 12. She still likes me.
2: <laughs> During his freshman year at Sierra College, Bryce met a young woman named Kim. According to
3: teenagers, it becomes a relationship when they change their Facebook status and say
0: that they're in a relationship.
1: He changed his Facebook status. Hey!
0: Hello. Tell me you're a boomer without telling me you're a boomer. Right. <laughs> I mean listen-
1: ever updated the Facebook status, but I definitely put an insufferable amount of lovey-dovey things on Instagram till it's over. Then you gotta take that gram and give it a good scrub. Honey,
0: I'm going through it right now. It's awful. I know.
1: Well, yours wasn't bad. I mean, like, when you have a bad breakup, you gotta scrub it, you gotta bleach it, you gotta get those steel wool cleaners, you gotta get the corners. Yeah, there's no Botox that makes that go away. Yeah, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) The internet might not be an accurate representation of reality, but it's an accurate representation of what you want your reality to be. Totally. And listen I mean my exes can continue to live they just can't live on my feet. (laughs) Because listen honey there's no filter that makes you look less toxic in your pictures. tried it. (laughs) So it was all out there on the internet for the world to see. Mama Karen also says that Bryce was a good boyfriend.
0: Yeah, she's, I mean, I'll be the judge of that. Where's Kim with that information? Kim is nowhere to be found. I'm,
1: I'm not saying I don't believe you Mama Karen, I'm just saying I'd like to hear from Kim as to the validity of this epic partnership. And we do hear from Kim but not directly. Right, and we see a reenactment. Reenactment Bryce and his girlfriend, Kim, are walking on the mountains, and I just want to say that reenactment actress Kim is wearing very unrealistic shoes. How did I not clock that? Oh, it was like the actress got to set that day. It was like, I wasn't aware we'd be walking on (laughs) uneven terrain. They are on a mountain, and she's in a chunky little heel. Oh no! Anyone have a sneakers? Maybe a size eight.
0: It's like what they did to Bryce Dallas Howard in Jurassic World. She was running from dinosaurs in high heels. Yeah, it
1: just it seemed they were just. It's fine. It's just for this one shot. A
0: man did that.
1: Walk down the hill. It'll be fine. She's like, okay, I'm
3: just a little nervous about this. Wednesday night, I get a call from Bryce's roommate that Tuesday, Bryce was acting very strange, that him and Kim had exchanged texts, and Bryce said that, you know what, maybe you're better off without me. And she's like, are you breaking up with me? And Bryce said yes. So we
0: find out that days before Labor Day, when Bryce went missing, friends started to notice a really drastic change in Bryce's behavior. They say he was like a whole different person. So much so that Bryce's roommate calls up Mama Karen to say, uh, hi, I'm a little worried about your son.
1: Right. And I sort of, when I first watched it, I initially breezed over that. But then I thought to myself shit's gotta get really real if you call someone's parents. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? I remember in college we had an intervention with one of my girlfriends. She unfortunately was dealing with an eating disorder. We planned for weeks on who was gonna call the mom, how you were gonna call the mom. You know what I mean? Like, the fact, that very overly helpful roommate, Sean, hauled Mama Karen should not have been taken lightly. That's
0: a big deal. That is a big deal. But you also, at that age, think of yourself as a kid. Totally. You know what I mean? So to, to get yourself into the adult world with that, it's a big deal. Yeah, like,
1: you, Mrs., Mr., do I call you by your first name yet? <laughs> you know that, with that line? Absolutely. I still call my childhood friends' parents Mr. and Mrs. So do I. Yeah, it's like a whole scary thing.
0: So I breezed over that, and I was like, that's a big deal. It is a big deal. And we also find out that girlfriend Kim was also worried about him because Bryce had been texting. Yeah. And then Bryce abruptly broke up with her. Right.
1: He texted you're better off without me to which Kim was like, Wait, are we breaking up? Are you breaking up with me via text? I mean, I can't.
0: Don't hate me. What's ha- the post-it? What's the post-it? It's, What's, I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. can't, can't don't, don't hate, hate me. me. Paper covers rock. <laughs> <laughs> yes! And that's when we meet Detective Sergeant Robert Martindale of the LA County Sheriff's Department. What a title.
4: There was something troubling Bryce now, um, whether that's something at school, something in life in general, relationship problems, we just don't know.
2: Sean tells Bryce's mother that his strange behavior started when Bryce and a friend decided to stay up all night playing video games. To stay awake. Bryce reportedly had been experimenting with a drug called Vivance commonly prescribed to treat ADHD.
0: Now let me tell you something. I love video games. I played video games yeah. a lot. You yeah. know me and Brendan play yeah. video games all day till like 5am. Hold
1: on just so he drops that name. I'm not
0: dropping that name. No but
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to embarrass you. Joey and I were in kinky boots and Panic at the Disco Brendan Urie was in it with us and he was the sweetest little nugget the and best. Joey and him have been friends and they play video games and he's just a cute little nugget and him and Joey stayed up till all hours of the morning during <laughs> (laughs)
0: What game did you guys play? Well, I tried to get him on Dead by Daylight, which is a horror video game, Uh but then we played Left 4 Dead, which is a zombie survival video game. Very true crime. But yeah, but we played it till like four or five in the morning. Yeah. But listen, I love to sleep, okay? When I do go to sleep, I want to be able to put my head down and pass out. And I've never heard of this drug. Do you know anything about it? Because you are—you are, do have ADHD. I have ADHD.
1: I take Adderall. Vyvanse is also a very much like an Adderall. So, Vyvanse is a controlled substance. It's a Schedule 2 drug, and it is considered dangerous and has the high potential for abuse and dependence. And it is for people with ADHD, and it has to be said, Bryce did not have ADHD. And misuse of a drug like that can cause anxiety, insomnia, decreased appetite. It can also Also cause hallucinations, delusions, paranoia. So this medication is a stimulant, and it is made for
0: people who have attention deficit disorder. Honey, it is very much giving Jesse Spano say by the bell.
1: I'm so excited. Right. right. You know what I mean? So I do want to say, not Christopher says that he was experimenting with this drug. In my side research, I did find that people said he actually had been abusing Vivance for a while. Oh, really? Not in the episode.
0: And you know what? According to Detective Sergeant His Honor, the man of La Mancha Martindale, <laughs> he says <laughs> that the drug is super potent and it's similar to meth. Yeah.
1: And again, not covered in this episode, there is so much side research on this show. It was said that he had been up for two Two to three days. The oh, day before, I didn't know yeah. That. The day before he broke up
2: with Kim. A couple hours after hearing from Bryce's roommate, his mother Karen gets a call from Bryce, who's with his girlfriend Kim at her place in Chico, about 90 miles north of his apartment. Kim tells Karen that she thinks Bryce isn't acting at all like himself.
1: Now Bryce is in Chico, where his girlfriend Kim lives, and Kim also was like, Mama Karen." He's acting weird.
0: Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. I feel like maybe Kim knew that he was abusing this drug and didn't want to say too much because maybe she was playing with it a little too and didn't want to get it. Who knows? Who knows? This is obviously I'm speculating. But- my whole thing is, is that if two people call you yeah. and say, I'm worried about your son, even if he sounds totally lucid, even if he sounds like he's making perfect sense, baby, I'm getting in a car and coming and getting you.
1: Yeah, You can reach me by railway.
5: <laughs> he told both of us the same thing. He told me, I want my keys. I want to go home. I broke up with Kim. She won't give me the keys. And I said, Bryce, are you OK? Yes, I'm fine, Dad.
1: Girlfriend Kim tries to take his keys. And Bryce is like, listen, the reason this crazy bitch is taking my keys is because I broke up with her and she doesn't want me to leave. And Papa Mike asks, are you okay? And he says, yes, I'm fine. I just want to get out of here. So Mama Karen, she's kind of scared. And she's like, let me come up there. And Bryce is like, this is very important. Bryce is like, no, 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 no. Don't come up here. We need a proper catch up. I have a lot to talk to you about.
0: Also, also, can we just say that our Italian asses would be like, you're going to tell me right now. Oh, it, it's You go so- to the bathroom. Absolutely. You go to the back porch. You're not going to leave me on this cliffhanger like this. Never. What do you have to tell me? That is a way
1: to kill me. If someone goes, I have to tell you something later. I'm like, no, you do not. Do you want to fight me? You have to tell me right now. Well, now <laughs> you have to tell me right now or I'm sitting on you. You're not moving. Oh,
0: I don't care. I will be late to my own wedding. <laughs> yeah. Because you're going to tell me. I don't care how mundane it is. You're going to tell me what you got to tell me. <laughs>
1: So Mama Karen asked Kim to give Bryce his keys back. She's Yikes. like, listen, honey, I get it. Boys will be boys. So she does. And Bryce leaves Kim's place in Chico at about 1130 that night. And again, Mama Karen's like, my son's great. Everything's great.
0: Nothing was weird. He was totally fine. Yeah, she's like, just go home, go to sleep and call me in the morning. So obviously his parents are Kind of concerned. Maybe. But also, she's just like, well, I wonder what he had to talk to us about. What? Yeah. That's the number one thing I'd be asking. Anyway.
5: We don't know of anything that could be weighing on his mind, really, for for just a couple weeks up north.
3: He had just spent the whole summer with us. And he literally had just finished two days of the school year. So I don't know what it could be that he had so much to talk to me about. I have absolutely no idea.
1: He had just left home from his summer vacation, and Mama Karen's like, what has happened in these two weeks that you've been at school? And so she was, you know, very puzzled by that.
0: Yeah, so around 1 a.m., Bryce calls Mama Karen. She assumes he's home, but the cell tower records show... He was nowhere near home. He was apparently an hour away from his apartment, basically in the middle of nowhere.
1: And he was driving south. He was driving away from where he needed to go. And Mama Karen's like, wait, weren't you just heading home?
0: It's very odd. And we hear a lot of speculation at this point that he maybe didn't have a plan. He didn't know what he was going to do or where he was heading. He was just driving. So obviously, he's distressed. Yeah.
2: The next morning at 11, the Las Pisas get a voicemail from their auto insurance company.
4: They actually get an alert uh, from State Farm that they need a roadside assistance on the car that Bryce is driving. Alarmed, Bryce's mother
2: calls her son's apartment.
3: I call his roommate and I said, is Bryce still sleeping? And Sean says, Bryce never came home
0: last night.
1: The car that Bryce was driving needs roadside assistance.
0: Turns out, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Obsessed with Disappear is not sponsored by State Farm. but it's not for them. It's for the car that Bryce is driving. So now they're starting to get nervous.
1: Right, so Mama Karen's like, you know, his roommate has an odd amount of really helpful information. Let me call roommate Sean. So she (laughs) does. So she calls roommate Sean and she's like, have you seen Bryce? And he has no idea where Bryce is. He didn't
0: come home that night. So now they are freaked out and they start checking credit card history and they see a transaction in Buttonwillow, California, which is basically a truck stop desert town. The names committee had a field day with that one. They're like,
1: what should we call this town? Button Grove? Button City? Call it Button Willow. Whatever. I'm starving. Let's go to Panera (laughs) Bread.
0: But it's only a few hours away from their home in Laguna Niguel. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up one more time for Laguna Niguel. (laughs) They think he's so close that he must be on his way home. Right. So they do even a little more digging. And turns out the charge was from Castro Tire and Truck, which is a repair shop near the freeway.
1: Right. And so they call and they were like, yes, we had that car here at about 9 a.m. Now there is an earth angel by the name of Christian that's really going to come into play in this story. He's from the shop and Christian basically explains that Bryce ran out of gas and this earth angel Christian brought him three gallons of gas. And then he goes, but I could go see if he's still at the
0: place I brought the gasoline to. I mean, talk about going above and beyond. I know that that is some service? Well, so he does. He says, "Give me fifteen minutes. I'll go back and check to see if he's there." And guess what? Bryce is still there. Three hours later, Ellen.
1: Three I know. hours. I know. So Earth Angel Christian is like, "Hey, bro, uh, your mom's on the phone." <laughs> he like literally hands him his cell phone, and Mama Karen goes,
0: "What are you doing?" He's like, "Caught a vibe." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on the ride. button Willow's really lit tonight. Right. <laughs>
4: Following
2: his mother's instructions, Bryce fills up the gas tank at the local station. At this point, his parents expect him at their house at 3 p.m., but Bryce doesn't arrive.
3: I start calling him about 3.30, just wondering if he was in traffic because of the holiday weekend and there's no answer. I continue calling and leaving messages.
0: So she reminds him that he's three hours away from home and that he needs to get gas and go. Right, but what does Bray say when Mama Karen's like, what are you doing? He goes,
1: nothing. (laughs) What? Well, why don't you come home and do nothing? (laughs) What are you doing? Playing Best Fiends? So Bryce is like, all right, my gas tank is filled and Mama Karen and Papa Mike are like, all right, we'll
0: see you in three hours, okay? So about three o'clock, we'll see you at home? Yeah, so Bryce fills up at the gas station, Mom and Dad are expecting him to arrive at 3 p.m., but he never shows. Well, it's 3.30 and Mama Karen was like, was he in
1: traffic? Let me call him. Now listen, I, I am 12 shades of crazy. This we know. (laughs) And I might get shit for this, but I will send an engraved invitation for everyone to die mad. Okay. But if it's 3.30... And your son, who has been acting questionable, may or may not have been up, may or may not have been sitting in the same place for three hours. I'm leaving my husband at home, and I'm running across some fucking hot coals to see what's going on. I'm kicking down doors. I'm knocking down tables. I'm giving a sheriff a reach around in a handicapped bathroom. Wait, what was I talking about? (laughs) Sorry. Wait, what? (laughs) Joey! Don't be disgusting! (laughs) All I'm saying is, this is the point of time where I don't Understand why they didn't hop in the car and go find him.
0: I mean, Sam, you are obviously on another planet, and I'm flying. I'm getting in a. a j- nope. I'm getting in a space. Help me. I'm getting in a spacecraft. <laughs> what is it, baby? I'm getting in a shuttle. A shuttle, and sh- I'm flying to Pluto. A spaceship. I don't know. Help me. Help. Are you okay? I- I'm not. <laughs> Joey needs a nap. Does anyone else smell toast? There it goes. But I mean, it's same. I'm just sort of like, he's obviously not coming. Yeah.
1: I just feel like people are going to gonna come at me for coming down hard on Mama Karen, but I, I just don't understand.
2: They're in denial. By evening, Bryce has been out of touch for close to six hours.
3: Mike and Karen were very worried. Extremely worried. And by six o'clock, Mike is outside pacing, and we're just waiting to see the car pull in.
4: It would seem like a simple thing to fuel up you would be home in about three hours, three to four hours at the most. But that didn't happen.
3: Six hours
1: later. No, ma'am. You could have gotten there and back twice. You could have gotten there and back and realized you forgot your sweater at home, driven back home, and then driven back there in that (laughs) amount of time.
0: Six hours? Yes. And there's still no word. And so they call the police and they file a missing persons report with the Orange County Police Department. Please reach out to the Las Pisas phone company to try to get his whereabouts. AT&T pings his phone, and they're able to locate him. And guess where he is, Where is he? Button Willow! He's in the same
1: spot. He hasn't moved. He hasn't moved. Also, I don't know how AT&T was able to ping that emergency thing. It just goes to show you that, you know, different strokes for different folks. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) But he was, like, eight miles away where he had gotten the gas. And people are like, what is he thinking? Does he have amnesia? The Amber Gerwick of it all. What
0: is going on? <laughs> also, why are you chilling in Button Willow? Yeah, Button Willow sounds like the name of a witch who lives in a purple house and watches Lifetime Television for women. Get me out of here! <laughs> don't come for life. Shut up. I love Valerie Bertinelli. Okay, there are some good programs. <laughs>
1: I gotta watch my stories. Name one. I don't
0: know. <laughs> Kern County sheriff's
2: deputies locate Bryce parked near the interstate, just a few miles from the rest
4: area. He's not acting normally at this point. Almost uh, some 20-something hours, he was kind of lingering around the truck stop area. It's almost like he's stalling. He's he's prolonging time to get down there.
1: So they send the deputies down, and the deputies are like, Hey, bud, been uh,
0: hanging around here for... Six hours? What you doing, my friend? <laughs> yeah, you've been acting funny, buddy, so we're going to give you a sobriety test. And they search his car. Yep. Nothing. Nothing. No
1: drugs. No alcohol. They say he was friendly. He was alert. He was fine. He was given all the right answers to the questions. What were the questions? So well, he,
0: they asked him, like, what are you doing? And he's like, hey, I just needed to blow off some steam. Which, okay, but, like, why you got to blow off steam at a truck stop? In Button Willow. Yeah.
1: And he was like, I guess I'm going to head to Laguna Niguel. Am I saying that right? Laguna Niguel. Right. And so the police officer was like, you should call your mom. And Bryce is like, "Yeah." I don't think
0: so. He he
1: just was like, he didn't say it outwardly, but he had pause. (laughs) Right, right. falloop I always pause. (laughs) I
0: didn't ask for this. Okay. I don't want it.
1: And so the police was like, no, call your mom. And he's like,
0: I don't want it. He's like, I'm going to dial the number and you're going to call your mom. Can I just say this to me, even though he's answering the questions and he seems lucid, something is going on that he doesn't want to face his parents.
1: Yeah, Because remember, he said he had something that he wanted to talk to them about. And so I was thinking, do you know what I was thinking? What? I was
0: thinking maybe he was going
1: to come out to them.
0: As gay? Yeah. Um, Okay. Like, no offense to any straight people, Uh any straight men. Uh Did you see the pictures of Bryce? Yeah! He's adorable. Yes, I it, it, I didn't say he wasn't adorable, yeah. but did you see the picture of him in basketball shorts below his knee? Uh-huh. Yeah, they look like culottes. Uh-huh. That's what straight people straight <laughs> men wear. Okay, <laughs> passing them off as basketball shorts. I see him running around in Central Park. I'm like, "Sir, you're running in culottes. That cannot be comfortable." No gay man closeted or not would be caught dead in those pacho pants. Poncho pants what are they called? <laughs> Calypso pants? That too. <laughs> So no to the guy. I thought maybe he was gay. No, he was on drugs. Uh, There's a difference. Okay. <laughs> he's not gay. And he's gay. No, and he's gay. I know. I'm sorry. He's, he's blind. blind. Do you guys know that viral video? <laughs> Please look it up oh on YouTube. Oh, my God. And he, he
1: was the first person to climb Mount Everest, and he's, he's gay. gay. I'm,
0: I'm sorry. Blind. <laughs> right
1: after the break, we're
0: going to interview Eric Weyhenmayer,
1: who climbed the highest mountain in the world, Mount Everest. But... He's gay.
3: I mean, he's gay. Excuse me. He's blind. So we'll hear about that. That woman got fired. He sure did. I said to the officer, is he OK? And he says to me, yes, ma'am, he is. And they felt very confident that Bryce was able to continue driving. And that's what they told Mike and Karen, that he was fine, not to worry about it.
0: Let me tell you something. There have been times when I have been fucked up out of my mind. Sure. And no one knew it. Yeah. Because I am I, one of those drunk people, like when I do get drunk, that I can be present totally sober. Yeah. But I'm not. Yeah.
1: I'm drunk right now.
0: Are you? No. Oh. I
1: have one drink and I'm like, and so then. Oh yeah. I <laughs> in know. In fourth grade. Yeah, I'll be like, Ellen Marsh's
0: <laughs> turn. She's turned.
1: We gotta get her, own, <laughs> get her some water and a cab. <laughs> so an hour later, remember Earth angel christian who brought him those gallons of gasoline yes. and it really has gone above and beyond for Absolutely. service somebody give him a good yelp review like <laughs> Le- he called mama karen and was like i feel like i should go back and check on him and she's like nah, "It's okay so he does and he's like, uh, hey, babe, Mama Karen, what's up? Hey, what, do you, what are you guys having for dinner? Sounds delicious. <laughs> anyway, you're never going to guess. Remember how Bryce was just chilling in that same spot
0: for hours and hours on end? Um,
1: He's still
0: there. Honestly, Ellen, this guy did not want to go home. Something was going on. I feel like maybe he was having a mental break. Yeah. And he could not manage it. Maybe the pressure of school mixed with the drugs. He'd been taking, like, sort of pushed him over the edge. But at this point, he's been lingering in button willow for over 13. 13- Thirteen
1: hours. So Earth Angel Christian was like, "Do you want me to follow you home?" Does anyone? Eyes on Christian. Can someone send this man a Chipotle gift card or an edible arrangement? He is lovely. And Bryce agrees to get on the highway with Christian following him because Christian's a goddamn hero. They drive about 10 miles. Everything
0: looks okay. So Christian heads off the highway and leaves Bryce to drive by himself. And he calls Mama Karen and says, It's all good. He's on his way. Yep. I feel good about this. So over the next few hours, Bryce and his parents chat on the phone several times. Karen and Mike, you know, ask for landmarks on his way so they can keep track of him. And he's like kind of evasive about it and says, I can't see anything in the dark. There's an internet. Oh, what I would give I for w- a double Oh, double. my God. Why did you have to say In-N-Out? Isn't that so good? You and I have had In-N-Out together. Oh,
1: in and I grew up in California. I grew up with In-N-Out, and then I was like, wait, y'all don't have this out
0: here? No, baby, we don't have that in Louisiana. I only had In-N-Out for the first time, like, a few years ago. Oh,
1: it's so good. For those of you who don't know, it's the best fast food burger you will ever have. And they're so nice, the people who work there. Lovely. The last time I went home, they were
0: like, hi, how are you? I was like, why? Yeah. Why are you asking? <laughs> I dated an In-N-Out worker for 2 months. This podcast is not a <laughs> This podcast is not sponsored by In-N-Out Burger. It's so
1: good. So he couldn't really see the street signs, but all he says is the GPS says I'm going to be home at 325 a.m.
0: Not only that, he says, but don't worry, I'll be home by 3.30 a.m. Don't worry. To which I say, baby, that ship done sailed a long time ago when you decided to vacation in Buttonwillow for 15 hours. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) don't tell me not to worry.
2: At 2.09 a.m., Bryce calls Karen again, saying he's too tired to drive anymore. He's going to sleep in the car for a few hours before driving the final leg home to Laguna Niguel.
4: Mom and dad agree with that. We're now into some 24, 27 hours since he's probably been on the road.
1: Now, falling asleep at the wheel is one of my biggest fears, second only to rats coming up out of the toilet and biting my butt. Rats? Not snakes? Rats. Have you seen videos where rats come up out of the toilet? It's a real thing. If you all want want to fuel your pandemic-induced nightmares, Google it. I'll post it. It has been my fear my whole life, and that is falling asleep. It goes rats coming up from the toilet, falling asleep at the wheel, and being pushed into the subway
0: tracks. Oh, my God. I have a real fear. Oh, I have a real fear I never stand on the platform. I I always put my back to the wall because that is a thing. That is a real fear. People are really getting pushed, but also a rat. You're a monster for selling me that because I never thought of a rat. I always thought of maybe a snake crawling up, but like, what are the chances of that? A rat? They love the water. They do. They love water. Well, let me tell you, they ain't going to like my old shit, Walter. Uh, so they're like uh okay yeah what do you say to i, that? Mean, I would say i could stay there i'm coming to meet you i mean that's uh,
1: that, uh, talk about ship sailing the, the carnival cruise line pulled out of the <laughs> freaking port hours ago <laughs> i am saying i would have been in bon Willow at 2 p.m when, absolutely that, uh, uh, I, I that's because you're a down bitch i can't wrap my head around this it's freaking two o'clock in the morning no six. I'm
0: coming to get you. That really says to me that they were fully in denial about what mental state he was in, about the information that they were getting from people about him. I think that they were fully in denial. I love how they just, they slept soundly. They're like, okay, nine
1: nights I mean. We're going to sleep on our Helix mattress. <laughs>
0: Earl, Helix is back. But how did I they go to bed that night? I have no idea. But they did. And the next morning, they wake up to the doorbell ringing. They're like, ah, oh, <laughs> the best
1: part of waking. Up, in your cup. This podcast is not sponsored by Folder.
2: <laughs> Early the next morning, the Las Pisas hear their front doorbell ring.
5: When a doorbell ring at 8 o'clock, we both jump up expecting it to be Bryce.
2: Instead, the Las Pisas find themselves face to face with a California highway patrol officer. And he doesn't have good news.
0: In this Is terrifying because it turns out to not be Bryce, but a cop asking if they have a 2003 Highlander. And they're like, yeah, we do. They're like, well, we found it abandoned.
1: Well, yeah, more than abandoned. It was crashed by Castaic Lake and it was found on its side. And the back window looked like it had been broken from the inside. Now, at first sight, there was no blood. His laptop was inside the car. His phone was inside the car. His duffel bag was there. Everything seemed to be in
0: place. It was crashed and no Bryce. Except that the cops find a bit of Bryce's blood on the passenger seat headrest and another in the back seat. So barring from internal injuries, they think he may have walked away from the wreck unscathed. Where is he? Where is he? From what Detective
2: Martindale can tell, before dawn, for unknown reasons, Bryce drove off Lake Hughes Road into the service area for a cell tower at the top of a steep and rugged embankment.
1: There's surveillance that sees the car drive away and drive back about 4.30 in the morning. And that's where his car went down the hill towards the lake.
0: And this shit is steep. It is steep. And if you didn't know any better, because the lake looks so much closer than it actually is, it could look like you could drive off. Mm -hmm. So there was like a drop, but that looks like it would go straight into the lake, but it doesn't. There's an access road down there. So he was flying down that hill. They say that because of the tracks that he wasn't slowing down or pumping the brakes, he was accelerating. And so they think that maybe, and it's all speculation, that he was accelerating to go flying off that cliff into the lake, but it was a 20-foot drop onto the access road where they found the car crashed and abandoned. Right.
1: It had fallen on the bumper, then fallen on its side, and they were like, this all seems deliberate.
0: It seems like someone who wanted to die. And I... I know. (sighs)
2: This poor baby... But what could have pushed Bryce to such a desperate act? According to some of his friends at college, in the two weeks before classes started, Bryce's behavior grew increasingly reckless. His girlfriend Kim and roommate Sean tell detectives that Bryce was drinking hard liquor. A lot of it. His
1: girlfriend, Kim, was very concerned, and so was roommate, Sean, who yeah. apparently has no problem calling parents. They <laughs> said he had been going through about two bottles of hard liquor a weekend.
0: lot of liquor. That is a lot of liquor. Slot of liquor. Especially
1: if you're using drugs like that. Then there was the vivance he was using. So very concerned roommate, Sean, also add... Uh, This very upsetting fact.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Before this all happened, Bryce had been giving a lot of his stuff
0: away. He gave away his, like, prized Xbox. He gave away diamond earrings that his mother had given to him. Yeah. I mean, this sounds like someone who was sadly not planning on being here anymore, and it, it breaks my heart.
1: Now, Mama Karen makes a lot of broad, sweeping statements. He never did this. He never did that. He never gave stuff away. To which I say, how do you know? My parents didn't know half the things that I did when I was a kid. And I wasn't a bad kid. I wasn't a bad kid. I just didn't check in with them every five seconds for whatever I was doing or accomplishing in my life. So your
3: parents
0: don't know what's going on in your life unless you tell them. Honey, I was a sneaky teenager. My parents had no idea what I was doing as a teenager. I used to sneak out of my bedroom window and go to my best friend's house behind me and get drunk with him. I was 15. I was a good kid. So you were a monster. I was a... This boy is a monster. Yeah.
3: I'm not blind to anything that Bryce did that was just stupid teenage behavior. But I don't think that Bryce had a problem. I don't think that Bryce would be so ashamed by anything that he was doing that he wouldn't contact his mother and father.
0: I think everyone has to be open to the fact that people can hide... Regardless of age, they can hide whatever they want from you. People live double lives. Sure. But it is very naive to think that you think you know everything about someone's life, including your child.
1: And she also kept saying nothing was wrong. To which I say, how do you know? Bryce probably didn't want to say anything to Mama Karen. I do get that. Because if we acknowledge our problems to others... We kind of have to face them and admit them to ourselves that we're not happy or our life isn't perfect or that we need. Help, And I can't help but think that that was the bigger conversation. Apparently, he's not gay. You just told me that.
0: Honey, not in those culottes.
1: So, how many times have you lied and said you were fine? Absolutely. When you're not fucking fine. Because sometimes it's just easier to avoid memories or feelings and just say you're fine when you're
0: not. Absolutely. And his parents insist he was fine. But investigators say, look, all signs point to he was not fine. It actually points to a suicidal mindset. Now, investigators now think Bryce got out of his car wreck and made his way down to the 2,200-acre lake. Yeah. That's it. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, Papa Mike is basically saying, I get it. If he's a kid, he's going to drink a little but nothing out of control. And Karen was like, he was never drinking at home. Did your mom that you had been sneaking out of your house and getting drunk with your neighbor down the street? Let me tell you something. When
0: I was eight, oh I God. can hear you. I can hear you at my desk. I can hear you at my he desk. He just crash! He just crashed. Your first crash. It's
1: braceless pizza.
0: Isn't it lipsha? No. no. Alopecia? No! no, no, no. And, hey, okay, I'm moving. I'm moving. I just can't believe this is how fucking loud you are. Are we really? Wait, can yeah. you really hear us? I, it's just, I thought somebody was listening to you on their headphones in the office. And I was like, that bitch, that door is open. <laughs> nah. Is it really? Yeah. Okay, bye. I love you guys. Bye. Bye. I love you. N- we need a new booth. <laughs> this shit's not soundproof. Uh, 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 <laughs> you don't go here anymore. She doesn't even go here. Okay, so here's the thing. People can be naive when they want to be, right? Sure. My little sister, when she was 16, I was 18, still living with my parents. And we used to tell my parents that we were going to dinner and a movie. And that we thought, like, if we go to dinner at 12 and we go to a midnight movie, we have till 2.30. And my parents bought that. And they're not stupid. And we went out to a gay club in the French Quarter. But, yeah, I'm just saying, like, you don't know everything your kid is doing. And you know what? That's okay. It doesn't make you a bad parent. Of course not. Yeah, no,
1: I get it. Listen, parenting is hard. Yeah. Parenting is hard. It's not for everyone. You should do a trial run. Before you're a parent, you should repeat, put your shoes on 76 times before <laughs> you leave the house every day. And if you don't want to stab your eyes out with a metal straw, then you should consider being a parent. <laughs> Your problems. Noted. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, 74, yeah. <laughs> 75, 76. No, it's enough for me, dog. I do not want to be a parent.
2: Bryce's parents see things differently. They say their son experimented with drinking and drugs, as many teens do, but he was not struggling with substance abuse.
5: He's a regular kid. I'm not saying Bryce is a saint, so I'm sure he did an average amount of what uh, teenagers do. He did have a couple incidents, but they weren't a magnitude enough for us to say there's some serious problem here.
1: Let me tell you, you can play the drinking game with the word fine because everyone seems to think Bryce was fine. Mama Karen thinks he's fine. Papa Mike. Everybody sees the word. So you will be blackout by the end of this episode. if You take a drink every time somebody says he's fine.
0: So now investigators think Bryce must have got out of his wrecked car and made his way down to Castaic Lake, which is 2200 acres. And a very large-scale search of the lake happens, and we're talking hundreds of deputies combing the hillside on foot, ATVs, helicopter, volunteers for an entire weekend. Yeah.
1: They had the dogs searching of the hills. They had the dog, they, they had divers, they had boaters, everybody. And Mama Karen was at home reaching out to the media. They're making flyers. And nothing comes of these searches. No Bryce, no leads,
0: nothing. So here we are on day nine, and bloodhounds are brought in to track where Bryce could have gone after the crash. And the hounds. Pick up his scent.
1: Yes, go baby puppies. Go little babies. Little baby pop pops. And they track
0: it all the way down to a dam across, you know, on the lake. There's a road across the dam through the park and all the way to a truck stop area on Castaic Road. And that's where the scent goes cold. And they miss it. And it is just a
1: big truck stop. We have, oh God, I'm getting warm. I'm getting dizzy from riding this emotional roller coaster. I mean, get me a laugh. And that was it. His scent is gone. So did he hop in a truck? Did he grab a ride? Did he? schedule someone to pick him up, we have lots of theories coming at the end of the episode. Honey, in the words
0: of Enya, who can say where the roads go? Only time.
2: Stupid. can say where the <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs> okay.
1: So, months pass. Nothing. No leads. A year passes, and they focus their energy back to the lake. And, you know, everything of Bryce's is in the missing person system, right? His fingerprints, his passport. Detective Martindale is here to just lay it down, and he's like, Bryce is
2: alive. Detective Robert Martindale is convinced that Bryce is still
4: alive. He's just not sure that he wants to be found. I think that. The fact that we haven't found any signs of Bryce or any activity of Bryce, I think he's just kind of wanted to get off the grid for a bit and get away. I know in my heart he's out there somewhere. I just don't know where.
0: Detective Sergeant Lieutenant, His Royal Highness, Dr. Martindale, yeah. tells us, look, I'm convinced he just doesn't want to be found. Do you think that that's a possibility that he could have just walked away from his life? Absolutely. We talked about this earlier. Yeah. He's so identifiable. Yeah, it
1: is, yeah, he he is a sweet looking ginger, bright blue eyes, big smile. So our what we were talking about before was if he did get into a truck and somebody was like, I had that smiley ginger in my car. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, so who knows? But Detective Martindale is sure he just wanted off the grid because there are absolutely no signs of foul play anywhere to be
0: found. Yeah. And they keep going back to what did he want to tell his mother that night that he wanted to. He said, I have so much to talk to you about. And Dr. Martindale. Dr.
1: Martindale.
0: (laughs) Mistress Martindale is like, if we only knew what he wanted to talk to his mother about, we would have a big chunk of the puzzle. Mm. I hate it. But Mama Karen disagrees. She's like, I don't think that there's anything that he was going to tell me that was so big that it would have made a difference. And I'm like, honey, Denial ain't just a river in Egypt. Yeah.
2: In August of 2014, almost a year after Bryce went missing, the Las Pisas meet Denise Savistano, a private investigator who specializes in missing persons cases. Denise offers her services pro bono to help the Las Pisas find their only son.
1: P.I. Denise Santavano comes, and she wants us to know that she's taking this case pro bono. Yeah, babe, what are you charging for? Because you give us all the information that we already have. She's like, water is wet, every colored fruit loop tastes the same, and shots of vodka out of a turkey baster are just a bad idea. I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) For another day. Like, she basically sits down with the evidence, and she looks through all the papers, and she's, like, looking through emails. She's like, yeah, we have nothing. Something happens,
3: and that's what we don't know.
1: P.I. my ass.
0: Is her first name P.I.?
1: Yeah. I mean, give me a break. I always wanted to have a child and have their first name be doctor. (laughs) So that whatever, they're like, Dr. Marsh. <laughs> that just like instantly gives credibility, they would, don't you think? I'm, they would hate you Nobody knows why Denise is like, Ah, uh, yep, we got
0: nothing. Thanks, Denise! <laughs> she's like, I'm doing this pro bono, yeah, everyone. she's like, there's nothing going on here. And I'm like, welcome to class, Denise. We covered this two semesters ago. You want to keep up? <laughs> But I will say she does speculate that perhaps Bryce sustained a head injury as a result of crashing the car. Yeah. I will say a 25-foot drop, that's a big deal. Sure. Okay? So – Could he be out there with a concussion and doesn't know who he is? I have a hard time with that one. Denise, by the way, whatever Kool-Aid the last pieces are drinking, Denise had a big old
1: cup of it. Because Denise is on there. She believes foul play. Something happened. He's not in his right mind. Amnesia. There are two definitive and very, very different schools of thought that we're working with
0: here. But she's convinced that she knows Bryce and she Honey, you don't know what happens behind closed doors. Right. You don't know what someone's actual home life is until yep. you've seen it. Also, you don't know what your correct shade of foundation is because you've been mismatched, <laughs> queen. Someone at Sephora did not like you. And you know what? I don't like you either. <laughs> Joe is also a makeup artist. Oh, <laughs> well, I was in another life.
1: In another life, judgy but true.
2: <laughs> in August 2015, almost two years after Bryce's disappearance, Denise Endless Pieces hire a sonar specialist to search parts of Castaic Lake.
3: It's my job to um, exhaust every option out there because there is so little information that we have. So you have to look at everything.
1: They're still looking. They decide to hire some sonar technology and go into a place called Government Cove. What's this man's name? Wayne
0: Stocks. I don't know, but you know I tried to Google how much that costs. Uh huh. I could not find it anywhere, but it cannot be cheap. Yeah. and that's a big fucking lake. Yeah, it's a
1: big uh, lake, big lake. <laughs> so they search the lake and they use the sound waves to get the picture of the. I'm I'm not gonna say it. Do I'm it. Not, I'm Just not gonna get say it, it
0: over with.
2: Image of the lake bottom. Say it again. <laughs> the lake bottom. Lake bottom. Lake, lake,
0: lake, 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 lake bottom. Lake bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, honey, the lake bottom's
0: here. The lake bottom is here, and it's not me. <laughs> yeah
2: sonar
1: hunting bitch! All he's trying to do is sit down at the bottom of the lake, enjoy his cosmotinis, Honey. and then these little sonars come on down. It's like, who are these bitches? It's like, it's a fucking party down here, bitch! <laughs> 비슷- <laughs> <laughs> <just motivators>. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's like, Denise, you can come, but you gotta fix your fucking ratchet foundation, <dehyd-> <laughs> you bitch.
0: You don't know shit about shit! Thank you, the rude sandstorm. <laughs> just, wait, do that again. <laughs> so I would just like to say once more, I am indeed a top. I am not the prototype for the lake bottom. Although I have become more versed as of late, but that's, a, that's another. We'll, we'll talk not, about that on the drop. off. Yeah, lab. I'm not taking questions at this time. Okay.
2: Wings and his partner search the cove intensively for two long 12-hour days. But ultimately, the sonar search is inconclusive leaving Bryce's family and investigators back where they started at square one.
0: So, unfortunately, they don't find anything after two very long 12-hour days. And Detective Robert, (laughs) what's-his-toast? Detective All Hail the Queen, uh, Grand
1: Poobaha, Martindale, (laughs) says they have chased every lead. And he also says, listen... I, I agree with the Detective Martindale. He says the sentence, if he chooses to come home. There is no part about this sheriff's department that thinks that he is dead. He's like, he didn't like his home life.
0: And that's that. I mean, it is fascinating because they really do push the narrative very hard. His parents, like we knew everything. He was a good kid. There was no problems here. Even if he was doing a little bit of drugs or a little bit of drinking, it was very light. I mean... It's very hard because, again, we don't know what happens behind closed doors, but I know that no one disappears like this for no reason. Right. We basically leave the episode by saying the only way
1: that he's out there is if he's suffered like an, they really think he suffered some brain injury yeah. and doesn't know who he is. But here's the thing. This case is a very very talked about. It is a very speculated. It is you could go on Reddit you could you could do a dive on Reddit and not come up for oh, two honey. Tuesdays. But he would recognize himself.
0: Absolutely. And the other thing we talk about is like, you know, could he have had a psychotic break from using ADHD medicine and abusing alcohol? Men between 18 and 25, that's when they can show the onset of mental health issues such as bipolar disorder or Mm -hmm. schizophrenia. And it's not uncommon for them to self-medicate, especially if they're not diagnosed. So all of it can exacerbate the problem and lead to very destructive behavior. There's just so much speculation.
1: Yeah, we've seen this before. The Clinton Nelson episode, the Brian Barton episode the Lee Cutler episode. We have seen this time and time again. So there have been so many leads and theories circulating about this story. Four years after Bryce went missing, a skull was found on the nearby Templin Highway. It wasn't his. Similar reports have been conducted over the years, but everything has come up empty-handed. I mean, the internet is full of porn. Um, (laughs) But I'm getting <laughs> full, full of theories, and a lot has to do with the parents. Yeah, there were a couple things left out. We'll we'll get to that in a minute. But all to say that Bryce Pisa has not been found. In the years since his disappearance, no further clues have emerged. His parents still issue missing persons posters. They remain hopeful. There's a Facebook group. Yeah, there's a Facebook group. But without a body, the detectives can't close the case. So if you have anything pertaining to the whereabouts of Bryce Las Pisa, please contact the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department at 323-890-5500. Now, I know I came down hard on these parents. They are grieving, but... There is just a lot to the story that I think people are all withholding. Like what? Well, I did some research. Um, There's a lot of podcasts. She did her own research. There's a lot of podcasts. (laughs) So it turns out that the latter part of Bryce's teen years had a few incidents. Okay. He got busted with some MDMA. Oh. Some people say that he was arrested. I actually called the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department. You did not. I always call the the Sheriff's Department. And they wouldn't give me any information, but there was a lot of underage drinking issues that have gone largely unreported. And, you know, it is speculated that Mike and Karen were both really controlling parents. They withheld money from him and things like his car. So a lot of people in the true crime community believe his actions were a well-thought-out
0: escape plan. Wow. So is that what you believe? I I I know it's so hard, but I'm curious. Like, what do you think happened?
1: Listen, in most missing persons cases, sadly, there's some statistic, like 95% of chance that they are they are deceased and not found yet. But there is something about this case. Like, there is so much speculation and curiosity around this case. And I think it's because it's just so weird. Like, it's just so weird. You know, can I imagine walking away from my life? Of course not. But if he was in the middle of
0: a psychotic break, maybe. It's very hard to disappear in this day and age. Yeah, Like, fully, especially with the internet and being as identifiable as he is. I don't know how he did it unless he colors his hair. Yeah, I don't mean know. maybe she's getting L'Oreal in a box. Who yeah. knows? But yeah, it's really sad. You are
1: out there, Bryce. We love you. Yeah, we love you, Bryce. Say something funny.
0: Well, if I ever go missing, please don't hire Detective Denise to come find me. Because I'd sooner have you hire my cousin Plukey with the one eye and the prepaid phone to hunt me down. Don't waste your money on Captain Who Done It. I don't know.
1: Right. Everybody, everyone, everyone, this case. It's a very, very well documented case. Listen, if you want more of me and Joey, find us on the Patreon. That is where we let our hair down in the Drama Club. We give you three bonus episodes a month, plus something really fun. We're going to do an AMA here soon so that you all can get to know Joey a little bit better. We have a call-in show that we're going to plan on doing. So much fun. So check us out on the Patreon. You can also join our Facebook group at The Disappeared Podcast Discussion Group. You can find all your true crime besties. I posted a picture of Joey's butt in there a little while ago so if you really feel like you want to know what that looks like take yeah, a look all double cheeked up
4: you welcome
1: and you can follow us on Instagram at the disappeared pod and we're on TikTok. we are on TikTok We've, we're, we're really upping our TikTok game we're gonna up our TikTok game we're at obsessed with disappeared on TikTok tell them where they can find you
0: you can find me on Instagram at it's Joey Taranto you can also find me on Twitter at Joey underscore Taranto and you can find me at
1: Ellen Marsh and Ellen is with the Y and you can find me there on on all the things. And that's it. We love you so much. We love you
0: so much. I've been having a fucking blast. Oh, I love you so much, Yellen Marsh. I
1: love you. And we love you. We love you, babies. Bye. Bye. And Mama Karen is like, do you need food? You're in the dark. <laughs> She's got this big She's in the dark. I mean, I have tried to, you know, disappear from, you know, this booth. Several times in my life, does it really, really doesn't work? Um, cut that. Okay. Um, Laguna
0: Negal. So
1: I lost my place.
0: Oh, let me know when you're back.
1: Okay, I can't. <laughs>